Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Deep End. My name is Bryce, and today I will be going over the NBA finalists. So, I'm pretty sure yesterday the NBA released the top three finalists for each award. Coach of the Year, Depoy, uh, Most Improved Player, MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Sixth Man of the Year. So, yeah, we're gonna be going off, uh, we're gonna be going through that, and I'm gonna be telling you guys who I think deserves to be to win um, each award. So, yeah, all right. But before we hop into that, if you guys want me to keep making episodes and uh, keep getting them better and better, go ahead and support the podcast. <coughs> Sorry. By, um, well, yeah, by so support the podcast by uh, hitting the link in the description, and you should be able to support me. And if you guys want to appear on the show, go ahead and uh, tap the link in the description again, and you should be able to voice message me, and I'll probably put it on the show. And, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and hop into it. So we have our finalists for the 2021. 2022 NBA Coach of the Year Award. We have Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat, and Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. I mean, usually Coach of the Year really just goes to whatever team has the best record. So Monty Williams will pop or will probably win it. But I believe that Taylor Jenkins believe, uh, uh, deserves to win it more because he brought a team that finished as one of the lower seeds in the whole NBA and made the Western Conference last season to being the number two seed in all of NBA and the Western Conference. So, like, I think he deserves it, but I'm pretty sure Monty Williams is going to deserve it. And, hey, no, nothing bad to Monty Williams because he is a great coach. I mean, he brought the Suns to, what, 65-17 and 17 record, I believe. 64-18. and 18. And Taylor Jenkins brought the Grizzlies to a 56-26 and 26 record. And some of you might be saying, oh, it was all jaw, none the coach. The Grizzlies were 20-2 this season without jaw. Do your research. And about uh, Coach Spo, Eric Spolstra, obviously he did a great job with the Heat. I mean, they're the one seed, and they just ate the Hawks alive yesterday. Um, how much did they beat him by? Close to 30, I know. Duncan Robinson went crazy. Um, so obviously he deserves it too. That's why he's a finalist. I believe Monty Williams is going to win it, but I think the award should go to Taylor Jenkins just because of how much the Grizzlies have succeeded this season. A lot due to him, and yeah, just his coaching style. I like his coaching style. Uh, and for the finalists, uh, the defense player of the year, we have McCall Bridges for the Phoenix Suns, Marcus Smart for the Boston Celtics, and Rudy Gobert, obviously, for the Utah Jazz. So, I was very surprised when I heard McCall's or McCall, however the frig you pronounce his name, I'm just going to call him McCall, um, McCall's name in the finalist, because 
yes, obviously, he is a great defender. One of the best, I would say third, I, I'm going to say third best player on the Suns. And one of the best defenders in the league, obviously, because he's in the finalists. Uh, like, but I was surprised because I, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. I really haven't watched that many Suns game, Suns games this season. But the one I did watch, um, can't remember who it was against. I think they were playing. I think they might have been playing the. Uh, I think they were playing the Clippers, but Bridges was not playing good defense. But I know he was. I know he is a good defensive player because I've seen his stats. And obviously, stats are probably the worst thing you could look out, look at to find a good defensive player. You have to actually watch the game, see how they stay in front of their man, see how they call their teammates, uh, see how they help, just everything like that. But I was so surprised. Um, but I would put him at third to win this award. I would put Rudy Gobert at second. Um, I mean, he's Rudy Gobert. He always is a great defensive player. And I'm not saying that, oh, we should get someone new because that's retarded. I don't care if Rudy Gobert wins Depoy a hundred times in a row. If he keeps playing like that and keeps earning Depoy, I really don't care that he keeps winning it because he deserves it. Is, but that's and um, him winning it too many times is not the reason why. Not even too many times. Him winning it a lot is not the reason why I put him at number two to win the depoy. Um, it's okay. Let me talk about Rudy before I go into Marcus Mark. Uh, Rudy is the best defensive center in the league. Um, I believe the best shot blocking player this season. It might have been Joel. No, it was Rudy. It was Rudy. Um, and not only is he a great defensive player, he's also great on offense. But we're talking about defense right now. Uh, defense. I mean, he's a center, so obviously he's not very good at perimeter defense. But still, he is a beast in the paint. Like that is why the Jazz are pretty are pretty good. That's why they're the four seed in the East. I'm West. Um, but the reason I put him here is because of his perimeter defense and capabilities. Um, and I know it's not a center's job to be good at perimeter defense, but once, so looking at the game today, the perimeter shot has become a major part in every player's game. Every player's play style. So, players like Rudy are eventually going to have to evolve to play to play against the perimeter. Because that's the one thing in the NBA right now that is there. And that it, everyone is going to shoot. And is I don't say the one thing, because layups are a thing too. But, um... That is the one thing in the NBA right now that is going to be like one of the only shots in the NBA in a few years that people want to watch. Um, so I feel like Rudy will have to evolve at some point. And even now we're seeing centers pull up from the freaking logo and drain them. And yeah, so I feel like Rudy does need to be a good perimeter defender. But now you're probably asking, Bryce, 
Why do you have Marcus Smart winning the depoy? It's because not only is Marcus Smart the best perimeter defender in the league, he's also an insane interior defender. How tall is he? 6'4? 6'3? I think he's 6'4. How tall is, is Marcus Smart? He's 6'3. And he shut down play and he shut he shuts down players like Gobert, like Jokic, like Embiid, all these big guys who thrive in the paint. Smart shuts them down. You know how? Taking charges. He is one of the only players in today's league that still takes charges. And yeah, I know reason for that is because the uh the arc, the zone where you can't take charges in the paint is a lot bigger. Um, so it's forcing players to just play good defense instead of taking charges. But Smart, I oh, I watched the Nets-Celtics game. I hated how it ended. But Smart went crazy in that game. And one of the big reasons was because of how good his defense was. First of all, he took a charge in the first, in the first quarter. And then... He got a steal uh, on a full-court press, got a layup, got another steal, and then a three, I'm pretty sure. Um, and he was just playing crazy. Who do I think is going to win Depoy? I think it will be Gobert. Who do I think deserves it? I think it will be – I think – who do I think deserves it? Marcus Smart, 100%. Marcus Smart has just been so good. The, the Obviously, since I, think, since I think he should win it, I think he's the best defensive player in the league. And because of his, and even his size doesn't hold him back. He's six foot three, and he's still insane at defense. He's like a more cracked Pat Bev. Um, I just use cracked. Ugh, I hate myself. Uh, now we have most improved player, John Morant. There's no question. There's there's no question. It's John Morant. There's there's no question. There's actually no question. It's John Morant. But I guess I'll just go into it. Um, so my top three, Jaw one, DeJounte, Murray two, and Darius Garland number three. So let's start with Darius. Darius is a very good playmaker, one of the better ones in the league, and he led the Cavs to make the plan. And now I believe there's in the playoffs, are they? I don't know. Hold on. Are Cavs in playoffs? I believe they are officially out because they got beat by the Nets and they got beat by the Hawks. Both really close games. Nets only beat them by seven. The Hawks only beat them by six. Uh, Darius still led them to the plan, being that Colin was hurt most of the season, so he kind of had to carry the team on his back, and he did so very well. He didn't fold under the pressure. He got in contention for the MIP, and he's literally the third most improved player in the league. And that is a big, that's a big award. He could even win it. He could win it. He could. But, uh, I just don't think he will. Because <laughs> what Darius, so Darius lacks on defense. No, I don't want to say lacks. He's still a good defender, but just not as good as he should be. 
but he makes up for that huge on offense. And not just shooting, not just getting in the paint, but making plays too. Getting the balls to his teammates. Not balls, ball to his teammates. Um, but now we have DeJounte Murray, who um, I were to say, so I would say Jaw. I would say Jaw is like way up here. I would say, well, you guys can't see my hand, but I'll just try to describe it. Jaw's way up there. DeJounte is pretty below him. Um, and then Darius is like right below DeJounte. Um, De no hate to either of those players, but DeJounte, De DeJounte is such a good player. He's such a good player. He's like the only player on the Spurs that knows how to put the ball in the basket. Heck, he's the only player on the Spurs that knows how to play basketball. Um, but, like, he just... Wow. He was... In, he was he was incredible this season. He was incredible. He was so good. Like, I'm pretty sure he was in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. I think he was top five. He led the league for guards and steals, I'm pretty sure. It might have let, I, I know he loved the league and seals at a point. <laughs> but, like, he's just such a good player, offense offense and defense. But, like, Jaw is just – he's Jaw. You can't really go around that. But now we have the most valuable award for the most valuable player of the NBA. Our three finalists, Joel Embiid, Nicole Jokic, and Giannis. Why does Giannis always have to be in here? I'm surprised Giannis wasn't in contention for Depoy. Hmm. I'm gonna make my list though. So we got Joel number one, little below him, like literally, like they're stacked on top of each other. It's just that Joel managed to get on top. I'm gonna stop myself right there. Uh, so we got Joel number two, Jokic. Wait on here, number three, Giannis. Um, so I'll start with Giannis. Um, 6'11", run, dunk. Okay, I'll talk about Jokic now. Jokic has, like, the best court vision of... It, one of some of the best court vision in the NBA and undoubtedly the best playmaking skills and court vision of a center. and Of any center in the NBA. Best. Just completely just best playmaking and court vision. But that's about all he has on Joel. Jokic is not a great defender. Pretty good on offense. He's okay in the paint. He's just a better shooter than Joel. Um, Jokic, it, he is a great leader. He does get stuff done for his team. Um, and yes, I do think that he deserves this MVP. But so does Joel. Like, they're so close. They are literally... Like, head-on-head. Head. I think it's a toss-up for the MVP. Do I think Jokic could win his second MVP straight? Yes. Do I think Embiid could win his first MVP of all time? Yes. I think both those things could happen. Because both these players are so good. And I really wish... Just... I really I really wish the Thunder were absolutely god-awful in, Joel, in Joel's draft. Um, that would have been really cool seeing Joel in the Thunder jersey, and if he... Holy crap! 
Dude, imagine if we had point guard. Russ, shooting guard, Harden, small forward, uh, KD, power forward, Serge, center, uh, and bead. Holy shoo. And then sixth man, Steven Adams. Oh my god. Like, we would be a dynasty. Like, this is just not a question. But, like, Embiid, I think the Sixers will make it to the finals. I said this in a in my latest episode. I think the Sixers will make it to the finals. They'll go up against the Suns, and the Suns will beat them in six. It will be a very close series, though. Um, and I'm going to say Suns win the first game, then the Sixers win the second game, then the Suns win the next two games, the Sixers win another, and the Suns finish off the series. Um, but, yeah, so... Joel is just a great player and best in the league. He deserves the MVP. That is my take. And the final, oh, not the final, second to last, Rookie of the Year. It is between Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Evan Mobley. I'm going to make my ranking. Number one, Cade. Number two, Scotty. Number three, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley was kind of the right-hand man to Darius Garland this season. Uh, just played the role of a big man that could get the job done and help the point guard with the lobs and just scoring in the paint and uh, get his team wins off of fundamentals, good footwork, good paint work. And I think that he this Rookie of the Year race is very close. I just think Cade barely tops both of them off. Um, I would say Cade... So we got K, 10 feet in the air, and then about three inches below him, we got Scotty, and about a foot below Scotty, we got, uh, no, not a foot, I would say about 10 inches below Scotty, we got Evan Mobley. Like, that's how close this is, that's how good all these players are. Evan Mobley is just so good, such a good player, very good big man, but I just don't think, I don't want to say this, he does deserve Rookie of the Year, I don't think he'll get it though, um... Yeah, uh, Scotty Barnes, uh, right there with Cade the whole season, played so well against the Sixers, uh, I believe it was two days ago. I'm pretty sure they're actually playing right now, NBA games right now. Sixers and Raptors might be playing right now. They play in an hour and 20 minutes. Sixers already beat them. And then Jazz Mavericks play at 7.30. I'm in Central Time, by the way. And then Nuggets Warriors play at 9. Wait, the Warriors already won? Oh, I didn't see that part. Warriors already beat the Nuggets. Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, but, yeah. So, Scotty, very versatile player. Like, all these players in contention for these awards can really get the job done on both sides of the court. But I just think Cade barely is above him. Um, but now we go to sixth man of the year. So we got Tyler Hero, Cam Johnson, and uh, Kevin Love. Sorry, I was I choked on old age there. Yeah, Kevin Love is not in contention for this. Tyler Hero, I think, will win it. And Cam Johnson is kind of close. But, yeah, this, this episode is getting kind of long, so I'm going to close it off right here. 
I uh, really hope you guys did enjoy this episode. And if you did, go ahead and watch all my other ones. They are just as good, if not better. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. Have a good day.